This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of The Saturday Quiz, the podcast where I ask the questions and a different pair of guests each week try to come up with the correct answers. This week, I'm joined by two of the nicest people you could ever hope to meet. The first is an actor who garnered rave reviews for his outstanding performance in the film Snowtown. He was also in The Babadook, the TV series Turn, Washington Spies, and he played the painter Adam Cullen in the film Acute Misfortune, which was written by my other guest, based on the biography of Adam Cullen, which he also wrote. Before that, he was a journalist for the Sydney Morning Herald and was the founding editor of the Saturday paper. He is currently the editor-in-chief at Schwartz Media, and his collection of love poems, I Said the Sea Was Folded, was just released last week. Welcome to the show, Daniel Henschel, and Eric Jensen. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, John Leary. What a warm welcome. How are you both? Better for hearing all of that. I mean, yeah. it's really, it's only happened a few times now, but it's really, I am enjoying the turn in my biography that goes from has done serious things <laughs> and then wrote love poems. <laughs> love yeah, poems yeah. are serious things. They're true. Love is a very serious game. They could even be the most serious thing. And a beautiful, fine book of poetry it is. I can oh, very much vouch for that. It's a stunning, <laughs> stunning piece of I, I have poetry. to admit, I haven't actually read them yet. I've heard some of them read, but I, I've failed to pick up a copy. We must remedy the situation. I, yeah, <laughs> I have to. All right, enough of that. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're mo- sorry, oh, John. You're, you're hosting, moving us along. Let's, let's, let's move it along. I, I am the host. So, wait, is is Eric technically your boss, John? Eric was no. my boss. Okay, but is no longer the, my boss. Right. I am now uh, producing this boss. podcast independently, but still with the good blessing of, of the Saturday paper. Oh, I see. Yes, and, and with the with the questions. From yes, with the, the questions paper. from I from see, the paper. I see. Which Cindy McDonald writes, and, and which I should make clear, I haven't seen. Yes, good. <laughs> I should I should have checked that. I should have worded you up and said, make sure you don't open any emails from Cindy. It's ground production to a halt here, but I have not <laughs> looked at them. I hope you all get your edition of the paper on time on Saturday morning. We'll see. Tell me, gentlemen. Do either of you think that you have a quiz category that might be your area of expertise? I mean, I'm a bit of an all-rounder. I'm not all-round good at anything. Okay. But I do, I do surprise myself from time to time. I would have to say, though, I would like to believe that it is something to do with the film and television industry on which I play mm-hmm. a part in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Eric? Uh, look... I am not confident of any general knowledge. <laughs> Journalism is mostly pretending just enough to know enough to get by, and I'm hoping quizzes are the same. Mm. So I, I, I may be responding to you with leading questions. Right. Or, or just o- open, open-ended ones. <laughs> I see. Trying to draw out the answers from what I say. I see. Yeah. There is a thing, as often as a reporter, when an interview is not going well on the phone, you might go, but explain it to me like, like I didn't understand. <laughs> that I haven't but no, uh, clearly I'm across it I'm a cipher for the reader yeah, yeah. 
Okay, well, let's see how you go. I'll ask you the questions. You provide me with the answers. And if you don't know the answers, I will provide you with the clues to get you there. We'll be back with the questions right after this. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. My guests are Daniel Henshaw and Eric Jensen. And this is question number one. Which author wrote, The world breaks everyone. It kills the very good and the very gentle and the very brave impartially. That's the, that's the title? That's a massive title. No, no, that's, that, that's a quote from... <laughs> I'll copy. Yeah. That's yeah. a quote from a novel. I mean, I didn't get. I didn't get to the later Harry Potters. Um, <laughs> aged, aged out. Um, oh, I, I think Eric. Are we going to have to clue it up on the first? No, no, no. I can have a no, punch of this. No. One. Sorry. Um, very first line. The world breaks. Is that the world breaks everyone? The world breaks everyone. And then I should be clear here. The quote is actually broken up. So there's a little bit more that goes in between. The world yeah. breaks everyone. There's an ellipsis, and then it kills the very good and the very gentle and the very brave yeah. impartially. Um, I'm, I'm reasonably confident that the world breaks everyone is a Hemingway quote. You're very good, Eric. It wow. is a Hemingway quote. I'd recognise that sad muscularity anywhere. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to guess what it's from? I'm going to confess also that I know it as a quote removed from the text. Of course. You know, good reads, best lines. That's <laughs> yeah. where I do most of my reading. Yeah, yeah. Best Hemingway quotes. Yeah, exactly. The bull looked at me angry uh, is the other one I've got. But that's, yeah. Shall I, shall I tell I, I, you? I can't. It's, it's not for whom the bell tolls. Um, no, that's and the, given that it's not, I, look, I can't tell you. Yeah, it's a farewell to arms. I did, uh, I did start reading The Old Man and the Sea uh, over summer. It was a copy that had been heavily annotated. And in the first page where it describes his loneliness in the boat, uh, someone had just underlined this, I think, for a school project and just written, sad man, next to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that crystallises it, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, it's, look, Reader's Digest aren't doing that kind of condensing any <laughs> no, longer. yeah. Well done. It was Ernest Hemingway. Very good. So do, All do right. we get a point? Because we got... I mean, Eric gets the point, clearly. I was just eagerly watching him with excitement. Amazing. Of course you get the point. As you know, I don't really give out points. I don't keep a score. We just want to get all ten questions... All, the answers to all ten questions out. Just for the listeners at home, I might keep a score because I'm not confused. All right. Yeah. Well, you can keep a score if you want. <laughs> all right, question number two. Muslims use which Arabic word to describe food that is permissible? 
you want to go on this, uh, Dan? I feel like I know the answer to this one, but I no, I, I, I don't, I don't know any Arabic relating to food other than names of food. You, you'll be annoyed with yourself. Yeah, you'll be oh, super true. annoyed with yourself because you'll, oh, you know this word. Pauline Hansen has a lot of problems with this concept. Oh well, just be careful what you jump in with at this point, Dan. That's 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 very open ended. What you just is. got there. Well, look, I might leave it to you because you seem pretty confident with the answer. It's halal. It is halal. Yeah. Yeah. Halal just means it's fine. Fine yeah, to eat. Of course it does. Yeah. Question number three. Who plays the titular role in the film Cruella? And there is a bonus point, or there's, well, you can have two bonus points for Cruella's surname and naming the 1956 novel the character originated from. Okay. Okay. So the surname is Deville. Deville is yeah. correct. Yep. We can pick up the bonus. You're points. You're doing the bonus points. The, bonus points. points. Um, the book, I'm not sure of, but you're ah, saying the titular the, role in the, 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 the book. The book would definitely be 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. The book oh. is called <laughs> The 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Oh. Yep. Whereas the the 1961 animated film dropped the V Copy. from the title, so it was just 101 Dalmatians. Disney, Disney rip. Ruining everything. Um, but yeah, who plays can I, Cruella can I Deville just, in the film Cruella? Cl- clarity question: Has this version come out yet? This is the one that's coming out now. Ah, well, the actress won an Oscar in La La Land. Oh, La La, ooh La La. I like, I like the way you're you're warming this, Dan. <laughs> because I don't actually remember her name. Oh. Which is shocking. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to. Wait, like, didn't stab La La Land didn't win? The no, Oscar, yes. didn't they? no, no, no. Oh. She won the Oscar for right. her performance. She won for La her La performance, but the film was accidentally. Named because yeah. of the card, yes, which was her winning card, was yeah. was accidentally given to yes. who was yeah. it? Jane Fonda? No, no, um, Warren Beatty. Yes, that's right. Do we get points for that? Sure. <laughs> you can't. You can't add bonus questions at this point. <laughs> um, e S are her initials. Yes, right. Emma Stone. Emma Thank Stone. You. Sorry, the sorry, right sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Very yes, well right. done. Emma Stone doesn't immediately read Cruella Deville to me. No, 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 you're right. Well, actually. isn't it isn't it a um, origin the, story? Yes, it's an you origin know, story. Uh, it's before she became Cruella, like she was whoever she is before that. Yes, it looks a little bit like me, like a female Joker. Oh, you know, just sort of like you I'll, mean that in I'll a political sense, or oh yes, in a political sense. Yes, right. Yeah. I would watch Joaquin Phoenix as Cruella Deville probably before I'd watch Emma Stone. Really? Wow. Let's see Joaquin do it. Yeah. Look, I'm going to add a couple of bonus questions. Or can you tell me who played Cruella Deville in the 1996 live? It was yeah in the Damn. live action remake. Fantastic yes. comeback here, Glenn Close. <laughs> what about this is for super yeah, can bonus? Can you points. name? Each of the 101 Dalmatians. (laughs) Can you name... This is for, like, you win the quiz entirely if you can name who voiced the original Cruella in in the animated Disney And and it was was the 60s, wasn't it? It was 1961, that's right. Um, Elizabeth Taylor? Question mark, stab in the dark. No, yeah, no. It it was... Her name was Betty Lou Gerson. Yeah. That's Look, a good name. Johnny, we're not looking for shortcuts. We don't want to win the whole quiz now. We're here to take the questions as they come. As they come. And uh, frankly, what you put on the table there, I don't think you have a right to trade off at this point. Moving on. Question number four. What is the largest inhabited island of the Whit Sundays? Geography. Even, yeah. I mm. feel like... Is it Whit? 
No. It is they not. didn't name... <laughs> <laughs> there is... Um, I mean, there is Whitsunday Island. Yeah, but there's not a Whit, a Whit Island and a Sunday <laughs> or a Island, Sunday. Which, is what, which is what was being proposed there, a kind of double header. It's just um, testing waters. Wasn't my final answer. I am just in a very 1980s sense, which is for me what the Whitsundays are. Yes. I'm going to stab at Hamilton being Ooh. the largest, because you said largest settled L- or largest, largest developed, inhabited, because inhabited yeah. that's that's where the, you know, the kind of big tourist mecca was was built. Yeah, that's right. And it was Which, built in, I think, 82 or 80 or thereabouts. Like that. And then and then burnt down. I remember there's a there's a very long Swan beer commercial about the Eric, you ingenuity. Should, Eric, just, you should you should he's, he's probably got bonus questions about these things. Yeah, oh, yeah. Don't, don't get <laughs> not so about this, so I like, imagine. No, no. <laughs> name, name the beer commercial on which you based <laughs> your answer. Is it a Swan beer commercial? So, a Swan lager. Yeah. Swan lager. They had, not, they, not they a, had a whole bunch of no, they had a whole bunch of campaigns in the eighties about the ingenuity of Australian entrepreneurs. Oh. Um, one of which was. Ken Doan. Wow. Another of which was the guy who developed Hamilton Island, whose name escapes me for that. Yeah, moment. that escapes me um, as well. I and in the actual that. ad, they, they play news footage of it burning down and then him coming back. Uh, <laughs> and he ends up in the pool with, with bikini girls around him drinking a swan lager. Wow. There um, you go. I think the opening lyric to all of the, the whole campaign all the way through is like, they said you'd never make it. Oh, Just that because one. It's, you know, yeah, Australia's got wow. this, oh, yes. this mindset of um, otherwise very privileged people somehow having triumphed over adversities that were not actually in their way yeah <laughs> yes do you know who um someone uh, rather famous built their own uh, not a resort but built their own house home you know was it jagger or one of the beatles it was one of the beatles yeah i think i think it was mccartney no it was george no, always george yeah eric you're amazing who are you where is all these like facts hidden away in that head here you go eric this will test you yeah. how many okay. separate islands because you you are you grew up on in, fiji, in fiji right? yeah. which is a little well you know that's a it's island it, it is an island no it's a it's an archipelago <laughs> of islands yes. i mean fiji is multiple islands yeah um, i don't know how many islands there are on the wit sundays no you don't no have a stab stab uh i would say 86 oh wow. you're very close mm. actually there's 74 very well done. Wow. But only eight of them are inhabited. Mm. There you go. And do you know, here's more bonuses. Do you know where the name comes from? Or do you know what Whit Sunday, Whit Sun is? I, d- I do not know the answer to that. What about you, Daniel? I mean... <laughs> it's a time uh-huh. of year. It's, it's in the... It's a Christian holiday. Uh. It's the Christian <laughs> holiday of Pentecost. Uh, the is... Christmas of the sea. <laughs> Sure. The Christmas of the Sea. It's the fiftieth day or the seventh Sunday after Easter Sunday, and it commemorates the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles. There you go. So yeah. it would be what January? So it would be in the summer. No, it's now. It's actually this podcast comes out on oh, what is it, twenty second? And tomorrow, okay. the twenty third, okay. is Whitsun. Okay. Many of our listeners will be celebrating Whitsun tomorrow. <laughs> Possibly. Happy Whitsun to everyone. Yeah. So, and that, that is recorded in the Bible with the burning down of a luxury resort. Isn't exactly. It, that's, that, it yeah, all that's ties the event in. That takes place. Yeah. yeah. It all ties in. Question number five. The Native American Geronimo, who fought in resistance to both the United States and Mexican military, was a leader of which people? Yeah. Mm. That's a tough. Is that nation that he was a leader of, 
in the southern states. It is. Uh, it's in, it, it, in they're the, in the, the, the southwest, so modern so day like New, Arizona, Texas, Arizona, okay, and and New Mexico. And New Mexico. Mm. So you you were in a show, Daniel, but you were on the East Coast, weren't you? The, I was on the East Coast, yes, sir. That that and that was set during the the Revolutionary the war, war. Yes, the War of Revolution. Exactly, that's it. Right. Um, so not these um, wars. This this was. This is a couple. This is a hundred years. About a hundred years later. Yeah. On the New Mexico front, I just and Geronimo, I have a feeling is an Apache leader. Yes. Yes, yes. You're very good, familiar. Eric. You're very good. Sounds You're very spot familiar. on. He was a leader of the, the Apaches. And his birth name, now I'm going to give my best stab at this. His birth name was Goyakla, which means one who yawns, which I think is very cute. He was part of the Badonkahe subsection of the Chiricahua tribes of the Apaches. Wow. Yeah. I'm somewhat grateful you didn't make any of those bonus questions. Because <laughs> you, you might not get there. Well, here's a, here's a little bonus question for you. I mean, there's some conjecture over where his name Geronimo comes from. Do you want to have a guess at, at where maybe that comes from? It's a bit, it's a bit tricky. Probably. Dropping in. Dropping in as in parachuting. As in like saying Geronimo when you jump off something. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. Think, I think it, that... It went the other way. Yeah. That's yeah. been inspired by his name. Yes, 100%, 100%. The most likely origin seems to be that it comes from terrified Mexican soldiers invoking St. Jerome when Ger- oh. Geronimo attacked. That seems to be the most widely accepted reason for, wow. for his name. Are you looking for a Christian route to each of these questions, Jenny? <laughs> it's a bit weird, isn't it? I didn't, mm. I didn't mean to, but maybe, maybe that's the theme that that Cindy's put in the the quiz. <laughs> I don't write the questions. Look, but we'll see. We'll see what Christian connections Cindy has put into the other half of the quiz. We'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Saturday Quiz. Daniel Henschel and Eric Jensen are my guests. They're up to question number six. Which French expression is defined as a feeling of pride and mutual loyalty shared by members of a group? Eric? (laughs) I was briefly distracted there. Pride and mutual loyalty. The expression is French. Mm -hmm. Dan's not jumping in. Dan, I know is a speaker of many languages. Not at all, but thank you. None at all? Not even English? <laughs> Barely. I mean, I think this is, this is something like Joy de V that has come into our, uh, in, into, in, into an English kind of lexicon. Yes. It's not that though. It's... Uh, it's the other is one. It, it's the other one. It's pre de coup. It's pre de coup, yeah. Yeah. It I is. have never heard that in my, in my brain. <laughs> really? But well, have you, you ever had esprit de a sense of camaraderie never. between you and, and other, other people of the one... In my family, never. So never. that's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get along. So. <laughs> Question number seven. Which university awards Pulitzer Prizes? 
I feel like this quiz has been set up for me. She di- like, she had no idea. She never knows who my guests are. But absolutely okay. all the time, the the questions end up being you know having some link in. Sorry, Daniel. Mm. That the no, no. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying from uh, watching. Uh, think <laughs> and we're, to, we're winning this together, Daniel. Yeah. How are you going with your, your uh, scorekeeping? I'm cheering. I'm cheering. Uh, we're at twenty six. <laughs> I'm out you, of possible you, 20. Yeah, you got you counted each of the Dalmatian clues yeah. separately. Yeah. Fair 100%. enough. What, uh, two uh, points a pop. Yeah. Uh, but you know this, Eric? I'm reasonably confident. Yes. It's obviously one of the Ivy League schools. One of in the, the old US. ones. Yeah. One of the old ones. Uh, it's not Harvard or Princeton, and I think it's probably Columbia. You're spot on yet again, Eric. Well played. And uh, to be honest, a big part of that guess is that Columbia is the journalism school that everyone still goes to, and I assume Ah. somehow somehow is associated with the establishment of the prize, even though obviously it was named uh, for a... For an individual, not for a school. But. Yes, it was established in 1917 by mm. provisions in the will of Joseph Pulitzer. How many categories do you know? How many categories of Pulitzers there are? There, are, quite a few. I mean, it's it's good. You know, mm. they're, they're everything from community journalism to Plays. playwriting. Yeah, um, I think even. Is it song songwriting or po- yeah, poetry there, certainly there, features? There's musical composition. Yeah. There's yeah. newspaper, um, magazine, online journalism, literature, and musical yeah. competition. But then within but then that say, breaks yeah, down within there. each of yeah. those, there are multiple. Pri- right. I would say as many, if not more, prizes than there yeah. are islands in the Whitsundays. <laughs> there's not quite that many. It's not seventy. No, 76? there's there's twenty one. Right. Do you know what you get? You get it's fifteen thousand bucks. Yeah, which is pretty good. I mean, the money—the money aside—it's pretty. You it's, know, it's a prestigious award. It is prestigious. <laughs> if there's one thing I can say about journalism, it is that we love to give ourselves prizes. <laughs> I've been the beneficiary of some of those, and I've also mourned them. <laughs> you won a Walkley, didn't you, for, for young, young, for, for being young, for being young, quarter of the year. Yeah, for being young, just for my youth alone. <laughs> After that, a number of people at a fair had to guess my weight. Uh, the whole thing was pretty degrading. <laughs> Well, congratulations on Thank winning you. Young yeah. Journalist of the Year. Of the Year. Can you win that more than once? Yeah, look, why not? Yeah, I didn't. I was, I was actually, I, I think I was, nom- I was nominated twice or three times for that. Oh, right. After having first won it. So oh. it was just a reminder that, uh, that my, my skills were leaving me. <laughs> as was your youth. Yeah, as was my youth. I mean, not at an equal speed. I mean, one faster than the other. Wait, but... so how old were you when you, when you first? When I won it? I think I, I was 21 when I won it. Wow. Because you started at the paper at 16, correct? The Herald, yeah, and I'd been a journalist for a little while before that. How can you be anything before that? That's well, very uh, desperate need for affection, yeah. I think. You know, <laughs> adoration. Des- desperate need for the reception of peers. Yes, of course. Which is a long way around saying it was better than getting picked on at high school. Yeah. Did it prevent you getting what? picked no, on No, not, not at all, but it allowed, allowed me to create some universe where that wasn't happening. I see. Anyway, sure. Uh, we should move the quiz along, shouldn't what, we? Sorry, what about we've got bogged. Let me tell you this. We'll, we'll, I'll tie it back into an earlier question. Okay. The 1941 Nobel Prize, uh, as part of the Nobel Prize, uh, not the Nobel, sorry, the Pulitzer, Pulitzer, the advisory board elected to overrule the jury and recommended For Whom the Bell Tolls by Ernest Hemingway. However, 
Columbia University President Nicholas Murray Butler implored the committee to reconsider citing the potential association between the university and the novel's frank sexual content. Instead, no award was given. Twelve years later, Hemingway was awarded the 1953 Fiction Prize for The Old Man and the Sea. Sad man. (laughs) Yeah, subtitled. I I think that came with the prize to the sad man who wrote this sad. (laughs) Imagine market testing that title now. Like, I've got a book. I'm just going to call it The Old Man. Uh, The Old Man and the Sea. Sure, fine. Sure, yeah. Can we add and the sea? Because the sea is also in (laughs) it. Is there, are there any other major characters? No, fine. All right. Classic two-hander, that one. Yeah. Haven't seen it developed that way, but... What's your poetry collection called again? I'm, I'm embarrassed as I, as I mock Hemingway uh, <laughs> I to, to confess that it's folded. called I, I Said the Sea Was Folded. Did you which... get some pushback on your title? No. Uh, in fact, people have told me, I think, ungenerously that it's the best part of the book. Uh, That's a bit cruel. But it's... uh, I would never say that to you, Eric. Yeah, thank you. It's in part meant to play on the Auden line, um, all I have is a voice to undo the folded lie, which is a line from his great anti-war poem, September 1939. But it is also meant to... Each poem that I wrote for Evelyn, who the book is dedicated to, and all the poems are about them and, and the poems are very much as much theirs as, as, as they are mine that each poem I would fold up four times until it was a tiny little piece of paper to give them um, nice. so it is meant to convey that unseen act of folding as well mm. it really is a beautiful collection Lovely. it's um, very stunning and moving I, I really can't yeah, wait to read it it's gorgeous alright question number eight the periodic table has how many confirmed elements and this is multiple choice, but if you know, you can just sing out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say multiple choice. Eric probably knows. No, just... look, I was going to say, Johnny, you're breaking up. Sorry, mate, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but... All right. Is it A, 87, B, 103, or C, 118? Uh, E-man, I think it's B or C. I agree. And I was, I was erring towards C. You were erring towards C, Johnny. Yes. B was 108, C was 113. Yeah. No, B was 103. 103. C was 118. 118. It is a lot, 118, but let's it remember is. the entire world is composed of these the things. The entire so universe. The, the entire universe. universe. So, well, confirmed. Confirmed, yes, that's right, <laughs> confirmed. All right, let's take a stab uh, collectively here, uh, collaboratively, uh, and say C. C is correct. There are, as of 2016, the periodic table has 118 confirmed elements from element one. What's element one? Do you guys know? I don't know if you've got the sense here, but (laughs) chemistry was not one of the things that pleased the mind of a young poet. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Dan's an interpreter of life. Of much more than its constitute materials. Let's, let's be honest, it's very kind of you, Eric, but like pretty much someone else writes the words that I speak. You know, so <laughs> that's, that sums up my job pretty simply. All right, element one is hydrogen. Hydrogen. Do you mm. know what element 118, which was only ratified or confirmed by the International Union of Pure and Applied Chemistry in 2015, do you know what that might be called? No. It's called organesson. 
and its mm. name honors uh, yeah. the nuclear <laughs> physicist Yuri Oganesian, who uh, played a leading role in the discovery of the heaviest elements in the periodic table. Okay, I see what they did there. Here, here's another little bonus question. Do you know how many elements were on the first periodic table that, that Dmitry Mendeleev created? He was the first like... person to, to kind of use atomic weight to organise the, the elements. Dan and I were very polite about moving away from uh, chemistry. <laughs> we, we played along with your multiple choice hijinks, <laughs> but honestly... Have a guess how many he I'm had. i say it was quite small. And he left gaps on the table yeah. To, yeah. to fill in later because he, he thought that the corresponding element would be discovered in the future. I'm going to take a big stab, but I'm going to say quite small. I'm going to say something like round about 26. Oh, a little bit more than that. Yeah, yeah. fail. I mean, I was, I was going to go in the 50s or 80s. It was, was 63. <laughs> 50s or 80s. Somewhere between 46 and 98. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was... I yeah, mean, that was very well done. The window I was using. <laughs> it was 63. You got it. All right, question number nine. Name the countries in the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance. Is this a James Bond movie? What, is what? that a thing? That's a I thing. Mean, Do you, you haven't heard of the Five Eyes, Dan? I've not. Dan, it's no. keeping us safe right now. Are they watching? I mean, Should I, or possibly yes. watching us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing both. Doing both those things. Or one more than the other. You, you decide. Um, <laughs> getting a bit political. I know. Sorry. I do know the answer to this because it's, quite central, it's quite central to Australia's relationship with defence communities internationally. It is Australia, New Zealand... Canada, the US, and Britain. Correct. Very well done. Wow. Do you know, do you know where the name Five Eyes comes from? I've actually... Uh, this is something I probably should have inquired into because every time I see it, I just think the poor kid with glasses who was picked on through school and then went, no, I'm going one better. It's Five Eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the sort of Marvel Universe yeah. creation of the name. No, it, it comes as a sort of shorthand for saying Australia, Canada, New Zealand, UK, US, eyes only. Oh. Like, you know, for confidential eyes. eyes only. It's got more of a ring to it. Yeah, Five it's Eyes. Not very yeah. Im- it's not very, you know. Yeah. Five Eyes. Five Eyes. All right. Question number 10, the final question. And you may have thought that you dodged the sport question, but you haven't. It's this are one. You, sorry, are you saying that the... <laughs> the, the journalist poet and the actor... I, I'm making assumptions here that sport might not be your specialist categories. I think you watch, you watch a bit of sport, don't you, Dan Henshaw? I do. What's your, what's your sport, of, sport of choice? I mean, I, I I'm spent a number of years in the US, so I'm particularly mad for the old basketball. Oh, um, right. But since returning to Melbourne... I go for the Sydney Swans. Oh, I see, I see. Well, neither of which are going to help, help me, out, I'm help afraid. Yet. I do like facts and figures when it comes to sports, so maybe I don't think I can rust okay, up well, this I can is redeem very... myself with this question, perhaps. The, ma- perhaps. Here we go. Which club made this month's final of both the men's and women's UEFA Champions League. Mm. Given as I don't even know what sport we're talking about here, <laughs> it's, it, I think there's a pretty unfair way to go out. Uh, <laughs> let's do it, Eric. Let's, let's spitball. It's soccer. Or in, the rest, it, of yes, world, it is. in the rest of the world, it's known as football. Correct. So that's not the Championship League. Or no, no. UEFA is, 
is the Champions League. Yeah, it's it the, is the Champions League. Yeah, it's the Union of European Football, Football Association. Association. UEFA. UEFA. So usually it's a Spanish team? Well, the, the a Spanish team was in the... Actually won the women's... So it was a Spanish team beat this team okay. in the women's final, right. which was just the other day. Okay. But this question is not about that match. No, it's about, it's about which team got to both, right? Yeah. I mean, it could be a German team, a French team, a uh, a Dutch team, or an English team, Eric. So we're, we're going to cancel them out. What about, I'll give you this clue. There's an Australian woman that plays for this team. Right. It would help if the clues weren't sport-related, <laughs> just to be very okay. clear. Okay, oh, a non-sport-related uh, clue. There is mm-hmm. a type of boot mm. named Ooh. after this place. Ooh, how, how about that? Ah. Does it take us... Yeah, I think this is a tie into... Is it, we're in, we're um, in Italy? George Harrison. No. <laughs> I mean, Italy has been shaped like a boot. That, that, that is true. Because I only know the name of a handful of soccer teams, football teams. The only one of which is also a boot would be Chelsea. Like a Chelsea boot. Oh, that is 100% yes, correct. Well Eric. done. It Thank is you. Chelsea. To be honest, I still don't understand the question. So <laughs> I got that like, like a thousand monkeys at a typewriter. Um, you did. You came to it, brother. Well, so would those monkeys. <laughs> eventually. Eventually they would. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Daniel Henschel, Eric Jensen. Well done. I don't think, honestly, that anyone has done as well at the quiz. As Eric Jensen, who works for the paper. <laughs> Dan, Dan, who you, works you, for the paper. Yeah, I mean, it does look very suspect. <laughs> it does look very suspect. Thank you both so much for doing Thank the you, quiz. Thank you, Mr. Leary. That was awesome. Pleasure. Good fun. And Eric, fun. your book of poetry is available in all good bookstores. I love people saying that. Uh, what I, well, no, that, see that, I love that phrase because it reminds me of the ABC centres uh, of my childhood and oh. that weird line that used to come at the end of yeah. shows. But Yeah, no longer available at the ABC show. No, no. But yes, good bookstores is the answer. Good bookstores. And Daniel Henschel, what can we see you in currently? Well, if you were in New York, there's a film I'm, I'm, I, I was a part of that's it's premiering there as part of the competition at Tribeca Film Festival June Excellent. 15. Which Congratulations. Film? It's called Catch the Fair One. It's an intense uh, film. Uh, lo and behold, I play a unpleasant person. You're becoming quite a specialist mm. at unpleasant mm. people. Yeah, so that's premiering there. Um, at Tribeca. At Tribeca. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Johnny. Well done with the quiz. It's It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Saturday Quiz. Thank you to my guests, Daniel Henshaw and Eric Jensen. I promise you, Eric did not know the questions beforehand. He's just that clever. You can see why he's editor-in-chief at Schwartz Media. 
As you heard at the top of the show, even though I'm still using the questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper, which they so generously provide, I'm now producing this podcast independently. So if you have a product or a service that you would like to advertise on this podcast, please get in touch. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram or email me at thesaturdayquiz at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, to Cindy McDonald for writing the questions and everyone who has rated, reviewed and subscribed to this podcast. My name's John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.